Welcome to the Bootstrap Founder. My name is Avid Kahl and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship and building in public. Today we'll dive into a pretty common misconception about validation among new founders. Before we get to that, let me quickly thank the sponsor of this episode, Acquire.com. More on that later. Now let's dive in. Today I want to discuss a problem that some founders face when they discover that somebody else has already created their idea. I certainly felt deflated in the past when my cool idea was already being done by somebody else. Many founders feel disappointed, thinking that it's too late for them at that point, and then they drop their idea. And I believe that this is one of the biggest and most impactful mistakes that you can make as an unexperienced founder, maybe even as an experienced founder, but particularly when you're getting started. You're literally ignoring the strongest validation signal that you could possibly get, competition. Learning to value the presence of competition is an amazing opportunity, and it's equally hard, especially for solopreneurs and indie hackers. It does allow us to skip a few steps in the beginning, but we have to fight with our egos, and that's the hard part. Now, finding your idea already existing in the market, that's a good thing because it provides validation without you having to build the product first. It proves that there's enough interest and most importantly, enough budget within your target audience for someone else to profit from. But it doesn't have to be someone else for long, it could be you. Because the fact that you see established competitors means that the thing you wanna build actually has been making people money long enough for them to stick around and build a business. And I know this might all sound wonderful, but if they're so successful, why should an indie hacker even attempt to get into that market? That's a pretty common question people ask at that point. And the answer here is that the choices made by existing businesses out there already offering solutions to the market often lock them into specific niches or ways of solving problems in the past. That's called path dependency. And it kicks in in this way. Any tech stack, any choice, any design decision ripples into future development choices. The more of these decisions you make, the more you're locked in, right? You pick one particular kind of UI framework. Well, if it doesn't have that particular component that you need in the future, you might use something else and not build the feature in the way it should be built if you hadn't made that choice. And if you make lots of these choices, you're locking yourself into one particular path. Now, as an indie hacker, you have the advantage of making different choices, which then appeal to unsatisfied customers who are unhappy with the current offerings, the things that are the outcome of choices made in the past by the companies in the market already. For example, let's say there's a tool designed specifically for scheduling tweets on Twitter. I certainly have seen a few of these, and I've seen lots of them come and go, and I have my own preferences. But even the tool that I use the most doesn't have everything I want. It has several features that I wish were different. And that's where you as an indie hacker have an opportunity. Not only could you build a tool that works better or maybe even best for creators like myself, but you could also just go in a different direction. You could zoom out and create a tool that is more versatile and supports multiple platforms. So even new competitors for Twitter like Mastodon or Blue Sky. You get to build the version of the product that its current customers, like me, wish it would be. 
And that's because you're unencumbered by choices, right? That's the thing. Like you don't have the path dependency in your past that requires you to do certain things. It's a completely blank slate for you. And people using existing tools in the market, they certainly do wish certain features were added or changed. And these users likely are voicing their frustrations online where you can find them both the people and the frustrations. So scout communities where those people hang out or look at review sites. People are pretty vocal about things they don't like. By listening to these complaints and then understanding the unmet needs in the marketplace, you'll be able to create a better solution of something that's already there, a better alternative to that, that is tailored specifically to those users' preferences, the people who are not happy with what they currently have. You're probably not going to sell to the people who are super happy with the products in the marketplace, right? These people, they've made a choice, they like it, they use the thing they're already using. But you can help the people who are slightly annoyed by certain things in these products. You want to find the people that are not the perfect customer for the existing products. And even though like you are looking at people who love it, people who don't love it, all of these people are paying customers. They have a budget and they're using it. And it's worth listening to them. But one challenge that entrepreneurs face here is setting aside their ego when adapting ideas that are based on customer feedback and demand holes in the market. It's not as glorious as inventing your own thing if you're just building an alternative to something that already exists in the market. But once you understand just how risky a blue ocean business is, you'll want to convince your ego that it might be looking at the mirage. So embrace making incremental changes to existing solutions. It's much safer than going all in on some random idea. Focus on satisfying unfulfilled demands rather than sticking rigidly to whatever dream of entrepreneurship the over-glorified founder media circuit has taught you to chase. Because you don't need to chase that dream. We all dream of being the next Steve Jobs, but honestly, there only ever was one Steve Jobs. Realistically, you'll need to find a much less risky approach in looking for competing alternatives than trying to build the next Apple. It's not, not happening, right? So find alternatives or think of alternatives to things that you find in the market. If competition exists around your concept, your idea, consider it to be proof of it working as a business. Don't chase the dream, chase validation. And that's it for today. Now, Acquire.com, the sponsor of the show, is also very much focused on validation. That's the whole idea be behind a platform that sells businesses or allows people to sell their businesses. They allow founders to sell their working and validated businesses to people who want to buy working and validated businesses. And this might be you, maybe today, maybe in the future. Because imagine a situation like this. You are a founder, you built a really good SaaS product, you acquired customers, and it's all making good money. Problem is, you're not growing enough for your liking, for whatever reason, right? You might not have the focus you need, or you don't have the skills to grow it even more, or you just don't care anymore, and you feel stuck. Well, you probably think that you should just like, buckle down and reignite the fire, get past yourself, and work on the business rather than in the business. All the cliches that the entrepreneurship community is constantly barraging people with. And you probably also feel like you have to build an audience and do marketing and sales, and hopefully, a couple months down the line, you've tripled your revenue. Well, reality is not that simple, and maybe it's really not for you. Situations are different for every founder facing this particular crossroad. But too many times, the story here ends up being one of inaction and stagnation until the business becomes 
really just less valuable or at worst worthless. So if you find yourself here or your story is likely headed down a similar road, I offer you a third option. Consider selling your business on Acquire.com. You just capitalize on the value of your time at that point. And I think that's a smart move. Acquire lets you list for free and they've helped hundreds of founders already. So go to try.acquire.com slash Arvid and see for yourself if this is the right option for you. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. The Bootstrap Founder is always happy to have you as a listener or a viewer. You can find me on Twitter at Avidkal, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L, and you find my books and my Twitter course there too. If you want to support me and this show, please subscribe to my Twitter. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Get the podcast in your podcast player of choice and leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. Any of this will truly help the show. And I appreciate every single good word about this because that's what I do. And I appreciate your support. Thank you very much for listening. And have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.